Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like a determiner, Family Pet Ancestry, if you like that old joke. Yes, because it just goes to JackieCation.com. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He will sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos fixes the website, JackieCation.com. On the websites, there are many ways to support the show. You can get merch, T-shirts, CDs, a DVD, and um, hoodies. I have some hoodies in stock. The T-shirts are all union-made here in the United States. There's Ranger of the Dork Forest T-shirts. There's Logo T-shirts. And there's two stand-up T-shirts, Spooky Reading Girl and the Meat Shield T-shirt. The Meat Shield T-shirt is a charity T-shirt. All the benefits of that go to Black Lives Matter, the ACLU, and Southern Law Poverty Center. So if you order that shirt, know that I don't make any money on it. That just goes to a charity. And um, the new album, I Am Not the Hero of This Story, is available, like all the other albums and the CD, uh, hard copies on the merch page on JackieCation.com. You can also get everything digitally, and you can get my DVD streaming at ComedyFilmNerds.com. The Dork Forest is under the umbrella of AllThingsComedy.com, which is a podcast network with Al Madrigal and Bill Burr, and they have a lot of different podcasts over at AllThingsComedy.com if you want to listen to those. You can review the show on iTunes, and that supposedly does some good works. If you just want to donate to the show, there's a PayPal button. My Venmo is available. You can email me to ask me anything you'd like, Jackie at JackieCation.com. The PayPal has a new feature where you can donate monthly. Because someone just did. It's amazing. I recommend 10 bucks a month. That's what I recommend. Uh, but that's because I'm me and I would receive that $10. Uh, I use it wisely on audio cables for live shows and I occasionally pay a bill with it. So if you would like to support the show, just hit the PayPal button. If you don't have any money and you don't want any merch, you can do a passive way of helping out the show by using the Amazon banner. The Amazon banner and the Amazon link are on dorkforest.com and jackiecation.com. They just take you to the Amazon page. You order like normal, doesn't cost you extra, and good things, good times are had. Any other than that, you also on jackiecation.com, you can check out where I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy. It's February, so I'm doing Minnesota, Acme, my home club. I'm Valentine's Day. I'm in San Francisco at Cobbs, and... Then I'm going on a Joko cruise, nerd cruise, dork cruise, geek cruise with Jonathan Colton and his friends to Mexico. Joko cruise. That'll be super fun. I'm sure I'm missing out on something. Probably the premium episodes on Bandcamp and some other information. But let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I am in my living room with a friend uh, I've known possibly since the last century. Since an ice age, I think I, f I remember ice flows moving in when we I, met. I remember there being <laughs> some crazy ass open mics in the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> yes. Catherine Michonne, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's so great to be here. You've been a girl genius since forever. Like literally, that was your brand before there was the word, yes. I'm branding myself. Yes, I, I, I came to branding very early. It, <laughs> but it was really, I, I declared myself to be a girl genius. That's it. It was a declaration. In the 1990s. because, And it really came out of Hollywood sexism. It was actually goes all the way back to a conversation with my friend Wendy Goldman who's a genius uh, television writer. And we were we were noting at the time that men will always say like, oh yeah, my pal, he's a genius. He's amazing. Yeah. You got to hire him. And that women don't do that, that we don't brag on each other that way. So Not it was enough. less self-focused and mm -hmm. more about like, we made this agreement, she and I, yep. that anytime someone said Wendy Goldman, I'm like, oh, well... You know, you know she's, she's a, a genius. <laughs> genius, yeah. So, and, and that she would do the same. And we're like, let's just do that. Mm -hmm. And and then we told other friends about it. And then that's when I integrated into my stand-up act. And then people thought it was all about just me saying I'm a genius. And I'm like, oh, no. This is about we have to overbrag for all of us. Because they immediately were like, oh, she's so full of herself. Yeah, and you're right. like, no, no. No, you're a genius. You're a genius. We're all 
much better than we think we are. Yeah. And uh, well, I'm, we not are. Being, I'm not being an asshole. I'm saying that we all need to at least accept our own genius. Right. Like, I, I mean, unless you think that... Only men are geniuses. Only men are geniuses or that, that the only 4% of feature film directors who are women is a, is a good thing because there are really only 4% who could direct film. Who are any good at it. Yeah. Who are any good at it. Yeah. So if you think that's an accurate thing, then you would not like my girl genius program. But if and you if think that's... That's bullshit. BS. Yes. Yeah. Well, and if you also think that... Uh, the poor should be educated because there's probably a lot of unsung geniuses in the Yeah, in that's the a poor. good idea, right? There's an idea. Because <laughs> uh, uh, guess how many geniuses you're missing? Yeah. <laughs> because there's a bunch of poor people. Well, ask Neil deGrasse Tyson. He'll tell you. I mean, he happens to be a guy, but he's also a genius. Right. Um, you know, that, that when he said in high school, I heard this, when he said in high school, oh, I want to be a physicist. They're like, oh, you should be a football player. You're a lovely a African-American guy. big guy. Why don't you do that? And he's like, no, I really want to be a physicist. No, I'm a nerd. What part of that did you miss? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm just a guy. Leave me alone. Why Why must I go be a gladiator for you? Yeah. And uh, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Good for him for um, sticking to his guns. So, but here's the thing about Catherine Michon. Uh, at the girl genius, and you spell girl, G-R-R-L, yes. as in grr. Yeah. Uh, fucking, I'm going to bite you. I wanted a new <laughs> word because I, because just girl, people think of that as being dismissive. And I'm like, what if it had a to it then mm-hmm. like it has a little edge that was my thinking at the there time. you go so it's uh the girl genius g-r-r-l genius and the spelled uh traditionally yes <laughs> there you go and Catherine michon c-a-t-h-r-y-n michon m-i-c-h-o-n yeah. dot com yeah and you uh your current movie the one that you just did was muffin top oh no you're so behind i'm so behind <laughs> guess what her first uh, you know i said to aisha tyler one time what have you been doing since friends yeah <laughs> And she was like, she's been doing a bit. What's happening in your head? And I was like, mm, self-absorption. No, uh, anyway. it's not your job to keep track of my illustrious well, you're blah, on, blah. Exactly. Your career when you're on my show. I might want to. No. I, I did write down your dorkdoms anyway. But yeah. Yes. So tell us. So, what- so Muffin Top is a film that I wrote, directed, starred in, did some craft service. Uh, <laughs> very much involved in the film uh, that we made in 2014. Aha. With my co-stars, David Arquette and Maria Bamford and Melissa Peterman and. Marissa Jarrett Winoker and uh, Dot Marie Jones, just a bunch of wonderful. You said Maria like that because you know I know Maria. I know. I know Maria Bamford, you guys. Anyway, yeah. go. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that was a, 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 a feature film, a romantic comedy about body image, which turns out is not so good among the ladies. So, hence, sure. Uh, and, and every moment making it worse for dudes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're doing what they can yeah. to really shame the fuck out of guys who used to just not give a shit. Yeah, I think I'm I'm on I'm on board with that. I'm <laughs> always on board with equality. If it has to go that way to get it, I'm like, all right, all well, right, I guess we're doing this then. <laughs> no, I'm not on board with that. <laughs> no, um, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, so that was a feature film that, that came out in 2014 that is now on demand everywhere. You can get it on Amazon Prime. It's out there. Um, and then this... Uh, past winter, our film that I was a co-screenwriter on, A Dog's Purpose, came out. That's oh, A Dog's Purpose, which is um, you and your fella. Me and my fella. My fella done wrote the novel. He wrote the novel, A Dog's Purpose. The number one best-selling novel. And then we wrote the screenplay. And then, and then this, they made the movie. And then they made the friggin' movie. And then that movie is out in the world. It is actually the most successful dog movie in the world of all time. Beat Marley and me, beat everybody. Beethoven? It yep. beat Charles Grodin. We Grogan. beat up Beethoven, okay. Air Bud, you name it. We kicked their, <laughs> we kicked their doggy ass. Excellent. So A Dog's Purpose, and now there's going to be a sequel. And there is going to be a sequel, and there's also going to be another film from Sony called A Dog's Way Home that we just finished shooting in Canada. All right. And then this fall, a film that I wrote and directed and produced and starred in called Cook Off uh, with Melissa McCarthy and a bunch of other geniuses. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's basically best in show at the Pillsbury Bake Off. Uh, <laughs> that came out in November, and it comes out on DVD on January 19th. There you go. There you go. Those are my those are my brags. Those are your brags, and and people uh, should go find the stuff and yeah. uh, and the book. You got the book. Oh, uh, the book. I'm not even trying to sell the book. The book is. I'm proud of it. Yeah, uh, and I you wrote it. I wrote it. <laughs> Harper Collins published it in 2001. The Girl Genius Guide to Life. I. It's funny. I um, from time to time, I have to go back and look at it for things. Yeah, and I'm like. Surprisingly good, you know. Right. Holds up, <laughs> holds up. Weirdly enough, I know. I was just listening to one of my first albums, and I was like, 
It's okay. You know, I don't mind that. I'm not. I am not embarrassed of this. Right. I I have gotten better at what I do, and this is an example of what I do. Yeah. So it continues to be an example of what I do. Good for me. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, but here's what I thought was interesting because uh, because you are a girl genius. Yeah. Uh, and you're and so are you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you wanted to talk about sort of the unsung. Uh, women who are either famous or not famous, yeah. but really unsung women geniuses of the world. Yeah. And the first one, is that Einstein's wife? Yeah. Okay. So this is so cool. People don't know this. I don't know this. Uh, it was in my book, The Girl Genius Guide to Life, but it, which which was a bestseller, but not apparently enough of one. Because <laughs> people uh, don't know this. People hand me books. I never read them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what I read. So, so Maleva Einstein Maleva. Is, is the... Uh, ex-wife of uh, Albert, um, who, who saw that not working out. I'm sure he's a great husband. Um, <laughs> they were both physicists at okay. the same time, and she was actually known among their circle of physicists to be the better mathematician. And it was they who co-wrote the paper on the theory of relativity. They co-authored it. Okay. In an academic journal, which is where you publish papers like that that no normal right. people understand, and and nobody gets, and nobody for, gets. Like there's like a hundred people around the world who are like, oh, I can't wait for the academic journal. Well, to come right, out. we can all say E equals MC squared, but we have no idea what the fuck that means. Right. right. So uh, some people rangers might. Okay, I hope they do because then um, that's I want everyone, but not me. I don't. Get it. Yeah. Fair uh, so anyway, they co-authored that paper, but then um, and co-published it. Co-published, co-authored. They came up with the, They came up with the theory of relativity together mm-hmm. she may have done the math which in physics is like everything it's like you know uh, it's a big part of it it's a big out. part of it he's got a big imagination that albert but uh, what you're saying is that the footwork might have been done yeah as, by, as is often done by, by women maleva maleva yeah it's so then the subsequently they had this is tragic they had a child who was uh surprising was had a mental handicap uh and so she ended up carrying, is this in like the 10s or 20s or whatever what are we looking at 19 yeah the 30s i think even 30s okay the 30s could have been the 20s i'm not entirely sure, sure sure um but so she ended up caring for that child they ended up divorcing einstein was a not only a deadbeat dad uh but also had her name removed from the papers which is why you never hear of the Einstein's theory of relativity. Right, right. Just, it's just him. Einstein's theory of relativity. Uh-huh. It's not plural. It's singular. And he took all the credit. Did he leave her in uh, Germany? He did leave her in Germany. And he left her without uh, remuneration. So she probably died during the war. That's a good question. I, I, yeah. I don't know what So, the- but the famous story is, of course, is that she co-wrote uh, the... Uh, Theory, theory of, of relativity. relativity gets no credit or no gets money. Gets no credit and no money and no, um, and then gets abandoned. Yeah. So, uh, and Albert- don't we ladies all have heard that story before? <laughs> it's not surprisingly familiar. <laughs> what a banana head. And then, uh, and then, okay, so we're just going to go through some stories here. Yeah. Mozart's wife, what's happening? Oh, no, it's not his wife, actually. That wasn't his wife. Uh, it's Mozart's sister. Nannerl Mozart. These are some uh, names, man. Yeah. So, so it turns out that all the Mozarts were pretty good at music. It was like uh, oh, the whole family was. They very were talented. all prodigies. But as often happens in talented families, we tend to push the the son mm-hmm. over the daughter, and um, she was also a composer and it is now believed that many of his early compositions were co-compositions or frankly just her compositions which the family was like ah eh, we want to marry you off we're gonna we're gonna put it all by mozart okay and wolfie not you right and not did, mozart and did <laughs> and did she marry yeah she married and you know just sat there and schools out a couple played of kids piano and-, and wrote symphonies in the kitchen when she wasn't whomping up biscuits or whatever you know i mean it's like it's just the whole story right <laughs> whomping up biscuits maybe she was an amazing biscuit maker. she mu- probably was I, right you know if i mean it, she's gonna turn that genius inward yeah other As- didacts will will find their their medium where they will but exactly so um wow all right. So yeah, so so this is like I, I hope that for for people who who care about things like this that, that these are all surprising. They were all surprising to me, which is why I put them in the book and why I would talk about them when I was doing stand up and you know because I just think a, a perfect example uh if I ask you who invented the cotton gin? Who invented the cotton gin? Eli Whitney. Of course. If you were on Jeopardy, you would get a bing. 
you would go away. It's not true. <laughs> not true. Eli Whitney did not he invent did the- not invent the cotton gin. Here's the real story. Okay. Catherine Littlefield Green uh, was a single mother who ran a boarding house. Right. Eli Whitney was like a handyman guy who was one of her boarders. She like uh Nanaro Mozart was busy whomping up biscuits and feeding the kids and, you know, doing right, right. Stuff. But she came up with this idea. Of course, we know that, that the, the thing that made the cotton industry explode was the cotton gin because right. it was an incredibly difficult hand made process to pull the seeds out of the cotton. Mm-hmm. And she thought, well, there must be some way to make a little machine that would do that. Right. And she drew up plans for it and came up with the whole concept and hired Eli to build a prototype for her because, like I said, busy whomping up biscuits, right, right. change the baby's diaper, feed the boarders. Right. And so, and Andy was a handyman, so he built it, right. and then he stole it, and then he patented it, and said he invented it. Right. And if you went on Jeopardy and said his name, you would ring get the a bell ding. and get the two. But if bucks. you said, what's her name? What's her name again? Catherine Littlefield Green. So if I'm ever on Jeopardy, which I'm not planning on being, but if that ever comes (laughs) up, it would be the most happiest day for me. I would happily lose the point in order to explain why. To the millions of people watching Jeopardy. Yeah. Because that's – so what – is it something you like to do to to look up these women? I do. Okay. I I absolutely do. And, you know, it has relevance in my my modern life, especially since I've become a film director Mm -hmm. and have – you know, seen, uh, so I'm part of a business that has an inequity so deep that they're being investigated by the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission and the ACLU in a, in a formal investigation of why is there such deep sexism in show business, particularly in hiring things like directors and writers and producers. And well, it's just, it's, um, well, the, like I watch a lot of older movies yeah, and all the editors are women. Yes, they were. Until... Yes, they uh, were. And then it changed. And then it changed. Things were, they were better in show business in every area in front of and behind the camera in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. We have gone backwards. Well, because there was more prestige and there was more money. And they always, it was always the same, you know, back in the in the 30s and 40s and 50s, it was always, well, men have to provide for the family. Yeah. And then there were two income households anyway. Yeah, but you have to ask yourself, why was – I'm saying there was more equity in the 40s, that there were more women in those jobs and more women in front of the camera. Right, but that was their rationale when when the prestige became so great that then then they're going to give it to all the men. Right. And then the women are like, well, I could do that. Why can't I do that job? It's like, well, you should – he has a family. I I think there's some truth in what you're saying, but I actually think there was a great deal of prestige at the time and that – there was uh, the business was actually better run in the 40s and it was more oriented towards actually making a profit not making a killing not making a tent pole that makes a ton of money but costs a ton of money but actually profit and loss return on investment which is not it's because the industry was much smaller that makes smaller sense and more rational and yeah. you know was started and, by guys in the garment business who lived or died based on return on investment so and they and so they knew that women were 53% of the audience i mean cut to this year where for the first time in 2017, this past year, for the first time since the 1940s, the top three grossing films of the year had female stars. It was Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. That's the only one I saw. And the Jedi one. Oh, and, I saw that too. It's uh, uh, a... Wait, wait. Uh, the Last Jedi? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and I can't remember what the third one was, but in terms of... You know, world box dollar gross. Right, right. Uh, female top lining character in the movie, as right. opposed to a bunch of guys flying around in their underwear. So it's exciting, right? And it 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 it, it is a recognition of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But but for also this year. So if you're talking about you know Maliva Einstein and Nano Mozart and all these girls that get you know shoved aside. Let's talk about Greta Gerwig. Let's talk about who's the- Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig is the writer and director of Lady Bird, which just won Best Picture at the Golden Globes, despite her not having been nominated for Best Director. Now, I would ask you, if this film is so good, right. who, who, how did it get there? Did, did the 
best picture bunnies deliver the picture in a basket <laughs> to the studio? Was it is it traditionally the fairies? best the best movie and the best director are usually nominated for almost both? always almost almost always. always in both Oscars and the Golden Globes. That's the pattern. It makes sense. That's the pattern. So um, for it not to so, so for it not to have happened, yeah. is a, an enormous slight. And it's an enormous clue that the two directors whose pictures were nominated for best picture who were left off the directing nods were. Greta Gerwig, mm-hmm. lady, Jordan Peele, person of color. Ah, so, because because Get Out was the one because I have yeah. that screener. That's why I know it's that. Fantastic. That's what I hear. And uh, but the uh, um, is he um, Key and Peele. So yeah, Peele, Jordan. yeah. So Jordan Peele is the the writer of, and the director of Get Out. Of Get Out, and which was nominated for Best Picture. Nominated as well. for Best Picture, but he was left off as a. As a director, director. nominee. So, so it's just interesting that there wasn't room for these two individuals. So, so were there five movies nominated? Like, uh, I can't remember what the Oscars, I can't remember right? what the, no, there's more because they divided up into drama and comedy musicals. Okay. So there was plenty of room for these. Right. And then, people. and then, but the directors, they, they don't, they don't split them up into comedy and drama, right? They only do director. Uh, I don't know anything about they, the awards. I think they do. I think they do split it up. It's okay. So yeah. it's director of a comedy, mm-hmm. the best director of a comedy. These five nominees. Yeah, the best. Okay, so um, so there was room. Yeah. So um, so it's it's interesting. And then it was so satisfying mm-hmm. when Natalie Portman uh pulled a very rebellious move for a. A movie star to do, which mm-hmm. is she and Ron Howard are announcing the best director nominee. Oh, right. I saw the clip, and she said, "And the all male nominees are are they all white males too? They do happen to also be white males, but um, so th- she should have said all white males. I think I think I back her choice because well, I back at, uh, any because, choice. Oh, I'm sorry, but... they, and they weren't all white because oh, uh, they Guillermo del Toro is Mexican. Okay, uh, oh there you so, go. So that wouldn't have been accurate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, and, and if you look at the, there's a gif of it, and Ron Howard, who I think is a good guy, um, kind of basically gives this reaction shot that's like, fair enough. You're <laughs> absolutely right. I hear you. And, uh, yeah. and then the director nominees all looked pretty gobsmocked because they had been set up to be what in some ways – the villains that they are in the sense of they have an entitled system where they are handed disproportionately the budgets and the jobs of studio directing. Right. And um, I think they mostly think of themselves as liberal thinking and they don't like to be painted out as the man. But in this instance, they are. Who amongst us does? No one does. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, is, you know, you're like, uh, I know any number of people who are like, well, I'm doing the best, you know, I, I, I'm doing the best I can. And you're like, that is the fir- good first step. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always done the best I could. Sure. We, and we then, do, I think. Right. Uh, well, that's not. And, well, that's not yeah. true. Yeah. And then, but then when some curtain is revealed mm-hmm. and then it turns out that I'm being insensitive or yeah. I'm being racist or I'm being mm-hmm. um, judgmental or uh, transphobic or some sort of thing that I didn't know that I was doing. It's all I can do at that point is just sort of suck it up. Yeah. And, and the good guys are doing that, you know, that yes. the decent, the, there's enormous. Number and now of I'll tell you a story of a, of a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Doing just such same, a thing. From the same golden globes on that same evening doing exactly such a thing. And by the way, I would say to Guillermo del Toro and Steven Spielberg and all the other guys that were nominated, I do believe they're good guys. And it, I hope that that moment in an uncomfortable spotlight challenges them, which to is use what it's their supposed power to. to mentor or to hire or to you know, in other ways figure out how to yeah. address this gender imbalance in directing. But the good guy I want to talk about is a guy I don't know named Eli Bush, uh, who was one of the producers of Lady Bird, okay. and you know when a Picture wins best picture. That award is always accepted by the producer. 
okay. of the film. You know, like it's never, it's not the director, it's not the writer, it's not the actors. It's always uh, the, the producers. Money gets. Of, well, I, I think producers do more than than provide money. Generally. Okay, but um, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So, but that uh, exactly th- th- that's what I was told. Uh, money people. Uh, when I was given when I worked in walked into show business, they yeah, were like, yeah. "These are the basic jobs." So yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's a lot more to all of it. it. There is a lot more to all of it. Yes. And um, so the the producer usually accepts the award for the film, mm-hmm. and in this particular instance, this guy Eli Bush uh, walked up to the microphone. The lady or whoever handed him the award. And he said, uh, very quickly, no one should speak for Lady Bird except for Greta, mm-hmm. who was the writer-director who had been overlooked. And he handed the mic to her. And instead of saying, and I want to thank my mom and everybody at William Morris and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, he, he literally stepped aside mm-hmm. for this artist who, especially when it's a writer-director, it's mm-hmm. clearly the vision of that particular artist and the fact that she wouldn't have gotten to speak for the film. What's Lady Bird about? Oh, it's great, actually. I really loved it. It's, it's just a, it's just a coming of age story of a really honest portrayal of a very contentious mother and daughter. I don't know oh, if you can relate to that. I cannot. Oh, I know it's so hard. <laughs> uh, I've never been so happy to be neglected in my life. <laughs> a lot of people have very strong mother figures. I was good. I I, I will always remember your joke about the stick. Oh, the blind. Yes. But so, um, so it's not anything about Lady Bird Johnson, which is what I thought the movie was about. It's a reasonable assumption. Um, no, it's, it's just a really well-made movie, great characters, a a story well told. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And so she got, uh, so essentially he got up and he said, no one should speak but her and handed the mic to her. Handed the mic. And then she said, thank you to everybody. Thus making him the most woke bro in Hollywood in my Of the evening. There you go. Well played, sir. Yeah. Uh, Well done, Eli Bush. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So that's cool. It is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So I mean, th- this this my dorkdom, my my obsession, yeah. with with women who go unnoticed, yeah, or unheralded, um, you know, uh, <laughs> it extends to my new passion for Oprah twenty twenty. Um, I'm so about Oprah twenty twenty. I'll tell you why. Yes, please. Uh, I'm unmoved about Oprah 2020. I'll tell you why I'm because there's a bit of. I mean, a, I'm okay with it. I did, well, but, first of all, I've met her and, and I think she's amazing, but that's not why. I mean, there's a lot of amazing people. Right, right. Uh, here's why: because something has happened to our culture where our whole system of politics in one election cycle has completely changed. The the mainstream press, in my opinion, is hugely responsible for the election of Donald Trump. Of course, there's Putin and there's other things that happened. <laughs> we all know that. Right. But it became about their addiction to clicks and celebrity and their need to save their jobs because their jobs are all going away and in great peril. So they clung to that story like nobody's business. And if you shove something down people's throats with a bunch of media attention – it happens. So my feeling is... That's an interesting theory. I like the theory that that they're just... They've embraced this reality. Yeah, they this, embrace This it. drama, TMZ yep. kind of celebrity. Yep. yep, that's what happened. And they're like, and that's what's turned the country into this. Yes. That's so, interesting. So I'm saying for, like the, that. for this cycle, uh, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. And if you are in a fight where only a celebrity wins, you bring a better, bigger, richer, more competent (laughs) celebrity to the fight. My ad, my ad, my ad. We're about to do an ad. Hey guys, this episode of the Dork Forest is actually sponsored by a protein bar called RX Bar. Here's the good news about the RX Bar. First of all, I've had them, and they're really good. My sister's even into them. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and they're made out of whole foods. Like, there's no added sugar or artificial colors or preservatives or fillers. It's literally three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds. And then on the package it says, no BS. And they aren't wrong. What I like about them is that it has the like the filling density of a protein bar, but it has like whole nuts in it, so it has good texture. That's what I like about it anyway. So the egg whites are the protein. The dates, there's a lot of dates. I like a date. Uh, dates are for binding, and then the nuts add a good texture, a good crunch. My favorite kind, the chocolate sea salt, because I like uh, things that are salty. I mean, it, they're not too sweet. Anyway, 
you can get 25% off your first order. You go to rxbar.com slash Jackie K. That's me, Jackie K, Jackie Cation. You'll get 25% off your first order. So why don't you order the biggest box ever? Because they are actually really, really good. Now, let's get back into the show. And then you win. And then maybe we go back to having governors and other people who have made their life's work. And uh, I believe that Oprah, if she did run, mm-hmm. and that's going to be, you know, why would she? It would ruin her life. But right. <laughs> she, it would be a sacrifice. It would, right. The only reason she would do it would be for public service. Would literally be for public service. It's like, yeah. oh, o- Oprah went in the Peace Corps. That's like what it would yeah. be if she became. It's like be, that, essentially she made a really great speech with the Golden Globes. Yeah. And people are like, oh, she could fix everything. And you're like. Well, she no. actually might, you know, I mean, because it's, there's, yes. well, there's, I mean, because there's so many, it turned into people ignoring her speech and turning it into she should run for Which president. Which is unfortunate because I don't think that that was her point. No, I think her point was that we all needed to step yes, forward. I and, agree. And, uh, and hire, hire people yes, is like I what agree. you were saying, right? And, but I had, but uh, to be, to be fair, I came to the Oprah 2020 party on election night. 2016 i was like i get it i get how this happened we need a bigger better richer fancier smarter fair enough sexier celebrity oprah 2020 i said it election night right so i i'm very much about like do we want to be like liberals we're like no it should be like this or do we want to fucking win and take back our country and not go to bed at night wondering whether or not we're going to be in a nuclear war with north korea well yeah, I mean, I the, don't want that anymore. I'm tired. I'm not getting enough sleep. Um, <laughs> fair enough. It's uh, uh, part of it is uh, it's I have I have ever since I would say 2000, mm-hmm. I stopped watching the news. Good for you. I don't watch the news. I don't listen to people tell me the news Good. because people who tell me the news are lying. Yes, well, there's a spin on all of it. And so I read the news. Mm -hmm. I don't watch anybody's speeches. I certainly didn't watch uh, George W. Bush's speeches. (laughs) Uh, I didn't watch Obama's speeches. I read, (laughs) I only read speeches. Oh, yeah. You know why? Because you can see the lies easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see the twist. You can see the spin. Totally. And so, wow, that's so smart. I love that. The same. The same with Obama. As much as I genuinely admire and love the guy, <laughs> uh, so I, literally, his heart's in the right place, and um, he was a politician who compromised as much as any co- politician who compromised yeah. with his heart in the right place. George W. Bush uh, didn't have his heart in the right place and compromised <laughs> just as bad, uh, if not worse, because his heart wasn't in the right place. Right. Bill Clinton, same Hillary would have. Yes. And um, it may be in the nature of Trump. I read one of the greatest things I read after this thing about Oprah was Robert Jenkins is a a young comic who featured for me on the road. And um, he is also a lawyer in Michigan. Uh, African-American gentleman, cool. about six foot two. Uh, he didn't play football. He became a lawyer. Good for exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't want any part of your, uh, you should play football. Yeah. Because uh, uh, he's got brain cells. And so, but he had, he was like, you know, it's funny, you guys who say that Oprah isn't qualified because, and that she should be governor first. He said, you know that there has never been an African-American woman gover- governor. Right. Not ever. <laughs> so go do that impossible thing. <laughs> right. And there have only been... um. I think it was two African American women senators. Yeah, Carol Mosley Braun was one. I remember that. I don't know. And there have only been ten African American senators total. Wow! In two hundred and forty years, holy shit! A hundred senators, and he's like, so interesting that you would <laughs> think that she should have to go do a bunch of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that are not possible. Okay, I love before, this guy, by yeah, the way. Yeah. He's amazing. And yeah. he's and and my theory about Oprah is that Oprah could do any job that you gave her. Yes, she can. And if she, if she can't do it, turns out Oprah Winfrey knows who to delegate. That is the essence of being an executive, which is what the job of president is. Yes. It's not unlike being a film director, bringing around narcissistically to me. Uh, <laughs> No. It's your hour. No, Do no, it. No, no, but 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 I've never had an executive job like that before until mm-hmm. I directed a film. It is all about gathering the experts, mm-hmm. the artists, the craftspeople who know, have their ten thousand hours of expertise in any particular field, and being willing to say to your DP when he starts talking about aspect ratio or whatever something that you only have a slim grasp upon. <laughs> 
saying, I have no idea what you're trying to communicate to me, but let me tell you what my vision is for this shot and what I'm hoping to achieve. And then if you can explain to me how the technical aspects of it can be arranged in order to achieve that goal, then that will be our decision. Right. That's what that job is. And I don't think that being president of the United States is any different. Well, it's, 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 it's that. And it's also picking people who are so good at their job that you can just check in with them yeah. and get out of their way. Yeah. And it's so, and that is something Oprah Winfrey could do with Yeah. That. I mean, my husband used to write for, oh, the Oprah magazine occasionally. Mm-hmm. And Gail was the editor and he interacted with Gail all the time. And Gail's an amazing magazine editor. It was an instantly successful magazine. Oprah doesn't really have that much to do with running it except to say, oh, I love Bruce Cameron. You should hire him for this. And put my picture on the on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every single month. Yeah, I love and, that though. Uh, Cuz it is oh the Oprah magazine. I think that's right. I'm unmoved. I'm unmoved <laughs> by the pictures of Oprah. No. But I mean, but the people who don't like Oprah yeah. and and they will crucify her. They I will think she could take it. Well, I think um, she's a tough bra. The thing is, so can Hillary. Hillary can take it. It's yeah, not well, like Hillary. It, so. Right. Hillary isn't sobbing in a corner somewhere. It turns out she's still helping women and children all over the world. And every I'm day. I'm glad for that. I do not think, I, I do not hope for her to run again. Um, I think she's realized that she can do more work on the ground yeah. than she, she gave it a shot. Yeah. She won the popular vote. So yeah. she's got to move on. But the thing is, is so she, I'm not saying that Oprah can't take it, but they yeah. the people. Oh, it'll be who, horrible. It'll yeah. be really bad. Buy mean, some popcorn if you want to see somebody burned alive. Yeah. Because they, that's why she's a black woman. She did it. And she will, and, and they will crucify her like nobody's like business. Nobody's business. If she did it, it would be a great act of self sacrifice. Mm-hmm. She's one of the wealthiest people in the world. She's doing the businesses that she enjoys. She has all the homes and love and people in her life. She got to she act wants. again. She's acting again. She's an amazing actress. You know, um, it would be a sacrifice. And mm-hmm. yet I could see, and I don't know Oprah, I literally met her once, but <clears throat> I can see her being the kind of person knowing what her take on faith is and other aspects that she might be the kind of person who would literally be like, I'm I'm called to do this and I could get the job done and I, I will suffer the literal crucifixion <laughs> that it will take right i mean the it, already with the the fact that the booking of her talk show introduced the world to a couple of um crystal clutchers that people don't like right <laughs> and you're like uh i booked this show yeah yeah uh <laughs> you're gonna get some freaks in here <laughs> it's uh <laughs> you're not responsible i'm not that. responsible for everyone who i've <laughs> yeah. had on the show and um if I turn just, out to be a creeper and it turns right. out I'm like sexually harassing my crew, then you're going right. to be like, oh, well. Sorry. I didn't let Doug Stanhope defend Louis C.K. That's what he wanted his director oh, to be. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, you have your own podcast. Do yeah, it there. Do it there. I love you dearly. Let's talk about leisure suits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he collects leisure suits. So oh, that's awesome. Originals from uh, the wow. 70s on eBay. Joe Namath. Nice. And uh, Johnny Carson brand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's great. Um, yeah. But, and... Um, yeah, so I mean, and there's the problem is, is that there's any number of women who are qualified to lead us. Absolutely, and it is the problem. The problem is when in this cycle, as I said, we need a celebrity. We need to bring a gun to the gunfight. We could. It's um, there's also the guillotine, uh, <laughs> because the thing is, is uh, three years from now, I don't know that there will be three branches of the government left. I don't know that there will be a United States as we know. Yeah, it. I know that's my so, concern. By the way. Right. But the thing is, is on the other side of this, there will be something because that is the nature of history sure. is, is, uh, I have never used my poli sci degree, uh, <laughs> except for to avoid doing political comedy Yeah, uh, because I've always just been too mad to do it. And in the last <laughs> year is, and a half, that is fair enough. <laughs> there has, there's been no choice. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but the, the thing is, is that where I get hope from is that what uh, whoever runs yeah. for these these jobs, and I will uh, throw my support and my money, uh, such as it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, at at the candidates and the people that I that that I that I think have their hearts in the right place, and they're all flawed. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. Paul Wellstone uh, has been canonized in his death. He was a senator from yes, Minnesota. Yes, I yes, yes, yeah, and. Yeah. Um, uh, 
still made compromises. You yeah. know, Al Franken uh, voted correctly. Yeah. Um, was a joke thief. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> defend that guy forever. And he would yeah. cop a feel sometimes. Yeah, he really. And was a I'm little not bit gonna, of a creeper. Sorry, can't do it. And so it's there's plenty of people of color and plenty of women who could take those jobs. Yeah. And if it takes a revolution to do it. I have to accept that and yeah. not be afraid of it, you know? Yeah. I don't want to be afraid of a revolution. I'm afraid of there's death every day, you yeah. know, and there's and and I'm my afraid life. of the outfits in the revolutions. Are you? They're always they want to put you in a uniform <laughs> and that's not me. I'm a Did you see the band uniforms? <laughs> the the one Ivanka wore at the at the at the sh- sh- it was either Ivanka or Melania. Oh, they're both very kind of epaulette heavy but those girls. They're yeah. wearing uh <laughs> Like the band uniforms, yeah. <laughs> and they've made it That's to Target. That's probably Melania. I would and say they've yeah. they've made it to Target, uh, and I was like, I don't want to wear a band uniform, but I'm not going <laughs> to wear a band uniform because they wore a band uniform, bastards. Yeah. So well, I think part of what's happening in the revolution, and this is very interesting, I mm-hmm. do think we are in revolutionary times. So don't disagree with you. I think what people don't know. And I know it because I do a lot of work on social media. My husband is a best-selling author and has a fan page with 380,000 fans. So I interact with a lot of people. And I'm here to tell you that Putin's trolls are hard at work to this day. They weigh in on social issues. Mm -hmm. They weigh in on divisive issues. You can see them. Their scripts are pro forma, the things that they'll say on a particular issue are like in lockstep. They're out on Facebook all day, every day, trying to get people to fight. I promise you that the Oprah memes that showed up in one second flat came from Putin. He is a, he is a former spy who has $50 billion and like all billionaires. But you know what else he doesn't have is the other 50 billion that uh, the Majinsky Act sure, is so keeping from him. That. Yeah, yeah. And that's all he plenty. wants. No, that's that's all... Not, actually, that's not what he wants. I'll disagree with you on that. Okay, here's what do you what, think he wants? Here's what he wants because he's still got 50 billion and that's a lot. Uh, d- there's never enough money for guys uh, like him. No, but here's what he really wants Okay, because he's a former spook and what he really wants is the brag of being able to say, I took down democracy. I'm that good of a spook. And so to spend a couple of million dollars. Do you think this is a democracy? Well, that's a different conversation. A different conversation. Okay. Such as it is, right. he would like the brag of saying, I took over their election cycles. I took over their social interactions with each other. I that's made, probably I right. Them. I know that the, the CIA spooks who took down other people's... Con- yeah, uh, they brag on that shit. They brag on that shit all the time. Yeah. Everybody who, who... That's what it is when you're a spook. That's the big brag is to say, like, I toppled this. I took this down. I did that. So that is what he's doing. And I promise you, he is doing it all day, every day. And sometime if you're on Facebook and all of a sudden someone that is your friend that you don't really know it starts like on some topic and won't shut up and won't let go go back and look at their page go back and look if they're a keyboard warrior who posts political shit like 50 times a day go back and look and see if anyone actually likes their stuff they don't see if they interact with any other real people they don't they're just there as a troll Wait, this is somebody you know now? Tons of them. Because what I'm saying is I have to do work on pages that have hundreds of thousands of fans. So I will see... You don't actually know these people. You're saying, you're just talking them. about trolls. I'm talking about trolls that show up on, on public pages and on your personal but page. But look real. They look real at first. But if you go back, if there's somebody on your page who's all of a sudden engaging every friend you have and has an opposite point of view and won't give up and says the same things over and over again, go look at their page and here's what you'll find. You'll find that they post... 50 to 100 times a day, that it's all political, that no one ever likes their posts or interacts with them. I post almost 50 times a day, but I'm real. No. I'm real. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you and, have real friends. And I have real friends who with interact you. with me. And then, but I, but I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I have followed some of these banana heads back to their, their things. Yeah. And when like, you look at it, you're not real. You're not real. You're not real. And, yeah. and that's paid for. That's an employee that is right. being paid for by right. someone. Uh, it's, uh, I on, say Putin. on Twitter, I have talked to, and it's not well, just Putin, yeah. but it's, uh, but oh, I, no, it's right. not. But, but he it, it, does it too. But he's a, he's a good, <laughs> He's 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 a good sort of place card to yeah, yeah, use yeah. as 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 a lot a, of people are doing this. Yeah, and so for various reasons. And it's um but I usually cuz I don't, I don't have a I don't have a problem 
and I'll knock on wood, which is mm-hmm. I, I don't have trolls. And I don't... Uh, then you've been very careful about curating your friends. I have been more of a prostitute. I have... <laughs> well, no... Uh, I'll randomly accept someone's friendship. No, I know. totally accept everybody. Is uh, But as soon as someone gets even minutely trolly, I block them. Yes, well, that's what I'm saying. I've been doing now, too. Okay. Yeah, but for, for 10, 12 years... But it is, took me a while to catch on. But super, super, usually people are super supportive. Is what? No, I feel very lucky. Yeah. Is that I have fans that are... Hi guys, how's it going out there? You're amazing, <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, but, but, but they're but, also real. They're really yeah. your real fans. My real fans are fantastic. I'm saying though, when I when I spot this pattern of behavior yeah, in yeah. social media, I, I I immediately go back to the source. I'm like, oh yeah, block, delete, gone, yeah. gone, report, gone, gone. see you later. Yeah, report. Don't forget to don't forget to write, and you yeah. won't. So um, yeah, I have I've actually had inter- I I tried initially to have interactions with them on Twitter where I'd be like, are you in an airless room? <laughs> in a basement making seven dollars an hour yeah because i can't face it uh yeah. it makes me sad and sad please get a yeah. different job yeah and because that's all it is it's just a job job to it, is a job. it is and a everyone job. needs a job yeah but you're inciting hate and um it's gonna be hard for you to sleep at night so yeah. please don't do that please not for seven dollars an hour exactly. go make, get a bunch of money to do <laughs> Just go make sandwiches. Sell your soul for real money. <laughs> Is there a way? It turns out seven can be the poor bastards. Anyway, yeah. so who's another great woman? Who's Alice Guy? Oh, well, that's great because that brings me back to, well, me. Um, <laughs> yay! Yay, me and film directors. Um, Alice Guy Blush. She... Blush. Uh, so Gaumont is a company in France who basically invented the first motion picture camera. The okay. whole idea of having a series of images on a linked piece of film. <laughs> yes, they invented that camera. And Alice was their receptionist. <laughs> okay. She was just, the, you know, yeah. lady that greeted you when you came to Gaumont cameras. Sure. Do you, do you want and, some coffee? And, and by the way, they made other cameras, this film thing. Who knew oh, that was going to Right. They off. were a fa- camera company. Yeah, Bel- they made Belmont. cameras. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Gaumont made the Gaumont. G-E-L? Gao, G-A-U-M-O-N-T, Gaumont. G- uh, French company. So uh, they invented this little film camera, and they're like, oh, I wonder what, what anybody would want to do with that. And then Alice is like, oh, can I take it home and play with it? And they're like, sure, whatever, help yourself. So uh, she basically went on to invent the art of film directing and editing. She made over 100 films with the little camera that they let her run around Paris with. She- the late 1800s? Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, you know, came up with the idea of, you know, of editing and sequences and jump cuts and like a whole bunch of techniques that we use to this day. Actually, special effects she came up with. She figured out ways to do, you know, rudimentary special effects and and like, you know, double processing a piece of film or doing, you know, I mean, these are, you know, rudimentary effects, but the whole idea that you could manipulate reality on a piece of film to create a a magical effect. Okay. Um, Of any kind. Right. And make it look like there's a ghost. Make it look like there's a ghost or run the film backwards or, you know, jump cut something out of the thing so it disappears. Like, you know, any number of transitions. And, oh, okay. Like, these are all things that we all use. Somebody to had day. to invent. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so she basically invented film directing, directed, you know, over 100 films. And um, so the fact that our, our industry is so balanced towards men is kind of ironic because the whole thing was invented by a woman mm-hmm. so um that's that's her that, like that's her there, story yeah there's someone who's making a documentary about her right now so i'm excited about that. Oh, okay yeah. alex guy blush blush how do you spell that b-l-a-c-h-e she's a french woman C-H-E. like blanche yeah blush. and uh so yeah so like that's a that's but but it, are we getting a pattern to my little stories from history oh, i think that <laughs> that that came initially i think i think we all know yeah but it's and the thing is is there's there's a million of them right yeah. i mean well, and th- yeah this, go for this it. one is one of my favorites and i'm, I'm Please. actually opening my book so that i don't get this woman's name wrong because it's such a crazy name right uh her name was lady augusta Ada Byron Lovelace. How's that for a moniker? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I think I saw part of a documentary about her. Yeah. She was Byron's wife or Byron's uh, daughter? I don't know. I don't know where the Byron part came in. What I do know is that she devised a punch card program for an analytic engine. Right. Basically, she invented the computer. She invented the computer, <laughs> and I believe she was Byron's wife. Oh, uh, maybe. And she, uh, what, because there is a, a weird, it's, uh, I only got to see 20 minutes of yeah. it. 
guys, look into it, Rangers, uh, <laughs> because it's on like PBS or okay. BBC America yeah. or something. And it is, um, yeah, because he had to run. He he was having an affair, and oh, I believe well. he had to go to France, and she stayed. Okay, and she was a big math nerd, and so she stayed in London, and then she invented, and invented the computer and invented the computer. <laughs> I'm just gonna say how I'm gonna invent the computer. I'm yeah. just gonna be a stay-at-home computer you inventor. Go write about flowers, and that'll be yeah. lovely for and people. Cheat on me, and, and cheat then, on me, uh, and uh, <laughs> you, and yeah, yeah. So he, he was supposedly very handsome. Well, uh, good. How for many him. of us have fallen Jesus, for that? We all have, but come on, get it together, right? Um, so, and then uh, there was another woman, uh, Rear Admiral Grace Hopper, who was like, a, first of all, she was a Rear Admiral, uh, yeah, yeah. which is in the 50s. And by the way, it wasn't like the Navy was like, oh, let's get us some Lady Rear Admirals. So the fact that she even got that, um, although I always feel bad, like I'm like, oh, if you're a Lady Rear Admiral, how many jokes about your ass do you have to endure? Really? Oh my God. I, I think if you're a guy <laughs> Rear Admiral. Probably still. It's, it's bad. You know why? Because the Rear is yeah, hilarious. That's funny. never going to... Nobody's going to stop We're not fucking gonna talking about that. that. And you're We're just like, gonna... <laughs> how about no? <laughs> yeah. So she is responsible for inventing the first computer compiler, which basically means she invented software. So this other girl oh. with the analytic machine and this girl, the rear admiral with all the ass jokes, invented like software. Software. So, you it's fascinating. It's so great. And then, but we, why don't we know that? What, uh, what was the uh, the NASA thing from last year? Oh, the right. The, uh, hidden, hidden figures. Hidden all figures. Through, everyone uh, Those were that. all real people. Yeah. And uh, I, I love that movie. That was such a great movie. I was so psyched about that movie. It's, it's a sign that I need to see movies that aren't about superheroes yeah uh because uh, well they were of... superheroes well, well that's the other thing yeah. yes they were yeah damn straight yeah i uh matter of fact i saw chef and uh and i was like that guy's a superhero he's got a food truck yeah and uh so uh <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> you could turn it because almost all movies have a superhero component <laughs> i think that's the you know i mean it's the hero's journey it's the oldest thing in storytelling i'm, I'm right. not against superheroes i just like to broaden the the spectrum right and i only uh tend to watch superhero movies so yeah. um i'm willing i'm willing to brand no i'm not uh i, I have a, a pile of screeners <laughs> but, that i'm never going to watch you loved you lo oh you know what uh, uh, knowing your taste now as i'm hearing yeah. it i would highly suggest uh the battle of the sexes battle of the sexes what's, yeah uh, which one's that? so that's the story of billy jean king oh and what's his face and bobby riggs yeah and it's a great movie it's a really great movie they're great performances it's a well-written script because it's from last year as well Mm -hmm. or no 2017 oh, okay. nice yeah it's an oscar contender and uh, emma stone plays billie jean king does an amazing job oh my god that's awesome uh and it's what's great about it is that like if you have a vague memory of that whole thing which is all I that do. i have is a vague memory of it but my sister was so into tennis and so into billie jean king turns out she is gay uh but there she was it was a thing it was like her only role model oh, and she was like cool. i am in on board with this woman and her athleticism and let us do this. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I, I really have a, like, so I you have a more blurry I, vision. I'm not, I'm not a I, sports person. So like, I have a filter through my older sister. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, but you think, you know, the story, they had this stupid match and she won. Like you think yeah. that's the story. Yeah. And, and it turns out that the story is so much bigger that, that, in reality, Bobby Riggs was just a, a great promoter and a and a clown and a charlatan trying mm -hmm. to make some money. Sure, and been playing real, a part. Yes, exactly, playing a part that he really wasn't a male chauvinist. That the real male chauvinist was the head of the Lawn Tennis Association who refused to pay the women what their draw was earning. Uh -huh. The men who are winning the matches that would sell out yeah. got eight times the prize money of the women who are winning matches that were sold out at the same ticket price. And Billie wow. Jean King said, fuck that. Yeah. And walked out and created her own new tennis league. Yeah. Which exists, I think to this day. Yeah. And so, which was a really brave and, and Sarah Silverman, who we both know yep. is amazing in the movie. Sure. And um, she's I think a really good actress. She's a really good actress and just getting better. And I think it's her best performance. That's I, neat. I loved this performance. Oh, that's cool. Um, and uh, when will I get that screener? I'll watch I, that. Well, I may not. May not. No, you should watch it. You really uh, but, will. But, but no, no, I, I could probably get it you somewhere could, else. You could like, actually out. purchase it. I could purchase from the it. people who made it. Yeah. Yes. They, they would enjoy <laughs> Who worked so hard. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I watched it on the plane, actually. And uh, I, I was in tears. I was in tears 
tears at the end. I was so moved. I was so moved by the story. That's so cool. It's so cool. And, and Billie Jean King is a superhero and continued to be a superhero and fought for Title IX and fought for LGBTQ rights and yeah. uh, just and won the Presidential Medal of Freedom and so well-deserved. I mean, she's a superhero. Yeah. So it's a great movie. That's cool. I'm surprised it – or maybe it has been – uh, on the planes, and I will look again. Yeah, look on the plane, and because um, I watch Delta. the big fly Delta. I do fly Delta. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> Rangers know that I'm diamond, so <laughs> that's sexy. <laughs> uh, it means I'm never home. Sadly, yeah, I know what it's it means. Uh, God love them. I do know what it means. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, by the way, I am talking with Catherine Michon. You guys, Rangers <laughs> should know. It's at Catherine Michon. Uh, on Instagram and CatherineMichon.com mm-hmm. and at the girl genius and girl is G R R L uh, on Twitter. Yeah. So super fun. Uh, you got any, uh, you got, any, what are you reading now? You reading anything good now? Oh, oh I just finished fire and fury. So I'm oh, my, fired up. My condolences. <laughs> Somebody sent me a free PDF of it. And, oh. uh, and I was like, you know, I don't watch reality television yeah. on purpose. Yeah. So I'm good. I, I binge. I bet she's a, I bet she's a disaster. Uh, here's what our president is not good at his job. <laughs> He's actually not doing his, the, the most frightening. He thing didn't is, want the job. So I'm the not job. the most frightening thing is the fact that he literally can't read anything. No, he literally won't read. It's, he just it, will not. It's Chauncey Gardner without the charm. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, uh, it's he's, being there. He's being there, but he's not. Yeah. Really he's just much. led by Nazis and Klansmen. Yeah. And, uh, and then so here, have this sandwich. Well, Alex, how about if I suggest instead my husband's lovely lo- novel that we just made a movie of? Oh, there you a go. A Dog's Way Home. A Dog's Way Home. Which is a, uh, a great book, actually. I can't remember your husband's name. I can't remember w. my own Bruce name. Bruce Cameron is my husband. It's and Bruce Cameron. W. Bruce Cameron. W. Bruce Cameron. Yes, like W. Kamal Bell. Sure. Uh, I bet you it's the W stands for That's the same the w thing. That's the W I would point you to and not other Ws. Yes. And then, uh, everyone who has an initial before their first name, I'm always like, am I calling you J. Keith? Yeah, no. Am I calling right. you W. Bruce? Yeah, am I no, calling you Bruce. W. Kamal? He's just Bruce. Just Bruce? Yeah. I um, tend to call Kamal just Kamal. I yeah. tend to call Keith just Keith. I call him Keith. And yeah. uh he introduces himself as J. Keith, though. So I'm yeah. just like, should I be calling you J. Well, Keith? Well, it's what happens in these waspy families. Do you know? I mean, they're, they're, it? they're Scottish, and it's William the Bruce. Like, it goes all the way back <laughs> to the clan and the plaid skirts, which he right. won't wear for me. And I'm up. He doesn't like to wear a kilt? I'm really mad about it. That is interesting, because really all the Scottish uh, ancestors, so sexy. they love them. They, I think uh, they're uh, sexy. They look great. And he would look great in it, and he won't do it. It's like probably the most contentious point in our marriage. And I'm like, I just really want to see him in that skirt. I just, yeah, I think they're hot. <laughs> and there was a guy on our set in Canada. <laughs> this guy was the head of our transport department. His name was Fluffy, or well, that's what everyone calls him. <laughs> uh, and he on Fridays he would wear in in British Columbia, we're in Whistler Mountain on the side of a mountain. He would wear a utility kilt, like a kilt that has like places to put tools and shit sure and he would wear it every friday except like we wrapped long, yeah. long after we we're shooting on the mountain i'm like are you gonna wear the kilt i'm like, i'm wearing the kilt i'm wearing the kilt like <laughs> in freezing snow in freezing snow yeah and uh and i was like that's so hot it's uh it's pretty hot and andy and i got dressed up like vikings and got our pictures taken <gasps> in iceland and nice. uh you know how like you can go to a cow co- and get dressed up like a cowboy <laughs> yeah and they'll put a seepia on it then yeah. you got a picture yourself oh, as an old-timey nice. cowboy yeah we got pictures as old timey Vikings. Did you slash anyone's chest and rip out their lungs and put them over their shoulders in the wing of death like a real Viking would? Uh, we were in real furs and chainmail <laughs> and swords well, and spears. It's and a start. It was the photographer was a it was a guy who worked on Game of Thrones, oh. but it was just downtown Reykjavik. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a poster. <laughs> would you like to dress like a Viking and give photos? And I was of like, course. Yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> As why, what part of that did you think I didn't want immediately? <laughs> of course, of course, I love that. It was pretty fun, yeah. pretty great. Because well, Andy gave me a bow and arrow for Christmas last year. Well, you know me, and I'm a I'm a drag queen. I'm literally a female drag queen, so I will dress in anything. You like to dress? Anything. Do you ever wear a big hat? I'll always wear a big hat. You'll always wear a big hat. I have I have hats that make Audrey Hepburn look like an amateur. <laughs> breakfast at Tiffany's. I have hats that are like could go condo. They're huge. We could have spent the last 55 minutes talking, talking about, about my hats. hats. Yeah. Oh, I got, I got so many dorkdoms. <laughs> you got dorkdoms. You got dorkdoms coming out of your hats. It's uh, now what do you, uh, what's a good thing a hat's made out of? Just out of curiosity. Oh, well, 
Because there's if they're too big, they're too heavy. Yeah, it's generally called raffia. Is the is the material that okay. a hat is made out of a good hat? Um, you know, it's it's actually light. like a weave. Yeah, is it, it is, a you weave a, a woven? Raffia? It's a woven natural fiber material okay. that the really good ones are. I used to collect like vintage ones and felt ones and all kinds of them. I've gotten out of that, but I'm but I'm very white. Uh, as right. you can, you are a pale see. person. So I uh, become all rays of sun. Yeah. So now there are ones that you can buy that look like the old fashioned raffia ones, but are 50 sunscreen like a oh they've been treated yeah they've been treated so they're like it is like wearing a building it's like i'm inside <laughs> i'm outside but i'm really inside yeah oh my god and i, I just it. got back from hawaii where we went on vacation okay and uh, maui paradise uh <laughs> Paradise. Paradise. Andy I, has always wanted to go to Hawaii. You have uh, to go. He wants to see a volcano. We saw the results of volcanoes in Iceland. Yeah. We did not see actual volcanoes. I don't care about the volcanoes. I'm about the... You're, like, you're a beach person, I like probably. the warm water. I like snorkeling. There you I go. Like, but but I, if you see any picture of me from this vacation, I'm wearing a building. I have like a <laughs> hat that's so big and so wide. And so wide and adorable. I bet you floppy. Like Do you like a floppy? I'll or go a floppy. I'll go, I'll you go, go crisp. I'll go okay. either way. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. as long as I, you know, it, I'm just trying not to have cancer that's try not to have cancer <laughs> and a big hat uh yeah. is uh, is kind of like and i a- wear like a swim shirt like i'm really i'm 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 serious about it because i <laughs> do really, it i'm serious about not getting cancer what about <laughs> that what a diva <laughs> what a diva <laughs> take that on the arches it's uh well let me tell you this Catherine michonne this has been a delight i have learned things Aww. i've had rage uh <laughs> i've gotten over my rage i've looked for hope <laughs> Uh, I love that you look for hope. I'm I am a committed, committed optimist. That going all the way back to the Girl Genius Program, that was my goal from the beginning. I'm always looking for the light. You got to look for it sometimes because yeah. sometimes it's not right in front of you. I know, and uh, but it's available. It it's is available. Uh, it, we can uh, we can give it to each other. What the yeah. hell? Yeah, and. Um, and you're good people, and I and I like you for it. So uh, thank you very much. It's thank at you. the Girl Genius G R R L. Catherine Mich- at Catherine Michon on Instagram, and then just go to CatherineMichon.com. It probably has links to all of it. It does, and you can get the movies, uh, the cook off coming out. Yeah, no, January nineteenth. I'm very proud of that film. That's awesome. This will come out probably first week of February. So oh, um, great. It'll be perfect timing to go. And uh, get cook off, and you can go get muffin top, and you've probably already seen a dog's purpose. So, uh, and if not, if not, have a good cry and go watch. <laughs> go watch the dogs. I love making the people cry with the peoples. <laughs> All right, and Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?